Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Jewish. We're, we're learning chapter 129 in the Kitra Shulchan Aruch, section 4, Sif Dalit. Last week we concluded learning what happens if you made a mistake in the additions of Hakel HaKadosh and HaMelech HaMishpat throughout the 10 days of repentance. And those blessings, those ch changes are so important that at times you need to repeat Shmon Asrei. We're now going to continue learning in 4 and 5 some changes that are supposed to be said but if they are missed, it need not be repeated. Join us, Yuri. So number four is talking about Friday night, when after Shimon Esri we, we say a special edition, and that edition is actually said, it's interesting, it's said, so no one should be left in shul by themselves. The reason we say the edition is so that no one should be left in shul by themselves. Let's look at this one inside of the Siddur. So if we could turn to the Friday night prayer. Soon we'll go into the Mahsah. But if you want to turn to the Friday night prayer. Page 172. You'll see that in the third paragraph of Magi Navos, he was a shield to our fathers. We, we changed the words, Akela Kadosh, in the second line of that paragraph. We changed the words of, he is the holy God, to the holy king. Now because this prayer here, like I said, is here, so people shouldn't be left in shul by themselves, which there's a conversation of its own, a fascinating conversation of care we need to have for another. If, let's go now, we could go back into number, into number four. In the Myrith service on Friday night, in the abridged version of the seven brachos and mugging avos, you also say, instead of Akela Kadosh, the words, Hamelech Kadosh, the Holy King. If the Chazan made an error and said, Hakel HaKadosh, the Holy God, if he becomes aware of it immediately, like we spoke last week, within the time span needed for a short, breed, for a short greeting, one to two seconds, so he should right away say, HaMelech HaKadosh, the Holy God. But if he becomes aware of it later, he need not repeat the bracha. So, this paragraph, you, you should try and make sure, you should make sure to say the Holy King, but if you made a mistake, both yourself or the Chazin, you need not repeat it. Any questions? Okay, let's now jump ahead to number five. For number five, why don't we look at the weekday prayers, and we'll see that in the first and second and second to last and last blessings, there's an addition we make for the ten days of repentance. Page 46, top of the page. Page, page 40, yeah, wherever you are. Page 46, top of the page. There's an addition that we say in the beginning of the first blessing. Remember us for life. King who desires life. This is addition number one. Addition number two is in the middle of the second blessing, on the bottom of page 46. Who is like you, merciful Father? These are the first two. Now let's skip to the second to last blessing, page 52. We'll see it says, Uchasov l'chaim, inscribe all the children of your covenant for a good life. Good morning. Good morning, welcome in. And then we're going to jump to page 53. In the last blessing, again, we have another edition and the book of life. Good morning, Micha. So there are four editions. You want me to get your chair? Yeah. Uh, we'll find a chair. Um, what we so we're going to share. We're in the kitchen. We'll share all together. 
You'll share? You'll have to thank you. So we're learning here that there are four ad additions we make during the 10 days of Teshuvah. And unlike the two editions we spoke in, chat in section number three, where if you make a mistake it may be necessary to repeat it, these four editions we're going to learn, you should try and make sure to say the correct thing, of course, but if you miss it, you need not repeat it. Yos, if you want to move a drop over, or let's, why don't we move the chair like, yeah, perfect. If you just want to share the kitter, does that work? Sure. Okay, let's read number five inside. If you forgot to, and here, we're currently inside of the sitter if you also want to join us. So throughout. So what we've established in the sitter is that there are four sections that we have additions. Unlike the two we discussed last week where you may need to repeat it, there's four more additions in Shmona Esrei that you need not repeat the Shmona Esrei if missed. Number five, if you forgot to say Zachreinu, which is a section on the top of page 46, or Michamocha, which is a section in the bottom of page 46, or if you forgot to say Yuchasov, which is in the second to last blessing on page 52, or Besefer Chaim, which is the section on page 53, and you did not become aware of it until you said Baruch Ata Hashem. So you finished, you started concluding the blessing that that section is in. Blessed are you, Hashem. And of course, once you mention Hashem's name, we don't want to say Hashem's name in vain. Since you mention Hashem, you should conclude the bracha and continue the Shemona Esrei and you need not repeat it. These four sections, once, once you said Hashem's name, you need not repeat it. Similarly, if you forgot, now, now let's look inside of the Machzor for a second. So we have three Machzorim. There was one more. Oh, here, here, perfect. Here. So, no, this is for Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. So we're looking in the Rosh Hashanah Machzor, and we're looking in the prayer of... Let's, look, let's turn to the first prayer of <coughs> Rosh Hashanah Meirev. On page 33, the Amida begins. And what you'll see is... On page 34, the second blessing concludes, midway down, it says, You are trustworthy to revive the dead. Blessed are you, the Lord, who revives the dead. And then, the third blessing of begins. Now, I'd like to compare, if we can, with a normal sitter and with the machzer. If you look in your normal sitter on page 47, the blessing of Atakadosh is a line and a half. Atakadosh, you are holy, your name is holy, and holy beings praise you daily for all eternity, and you jump straight into the blessing, Barachat, blessed are you, Lord, the holy God or the holy king during the ten days of repentance. Now what's interesting is, if you jump into the Machsa, you'll see, we say the first line of Atakadosh, Vishimcha Kadosh on page 34, you are holy and your name is holy, it is two, four, six, seven paragraphs down. Do we see it? In, in, the, if, in the English, you are holy. So we say the whole section prior to the blessing, but we don't finish the blessing on, until the next page, page 35, the second to last paragraph. Blessed are you, Lord, the Holy King. 
So all of a sudden, during the ten days of repentance, and this is the only day we do it, in the third blessing, we insert numerous paragraphs. So the Kitra is going to say, what happens if you forgot the inserts? But you concluded appropriately Hamelach Hakadosh. No, you, 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 got mis- you forgot, and you started the weekday prayer. You remembered it's Rosh Hashanah, so you said Hamelach Hakadosh, but you forgot the inserts. What happened to that scenario? Says the Kitra. Let's continue, section five. Similarly, if you forgot to say the entire section beginning with Uvechein Tein Pachtecha, and so grant that your ah, and you concluded the Bracha Hamelach Hakadosh the Holy King, even if you only said Baruch Hashem, you said, Blessed are you, and you said Hashem's name, you should conclude HaMelech HaKadosh, the Holy King, and then say Atavachartanu, then just continue with the next section of Atavachartanu, you have chosen. So if you finish the blessing appropriately, and with the HaMelech HaKadosh, the Holy King, but you forgot the inserts, continue. Are we good? Section number six, here we go. Section number six, this applies throughout the whole ten days of repentance, so we'll look in our sitter for a moment. On page 54, from Rosh Hashanah through Yom Kippur, instead of saying, Ose Shalom, he who makes peace, we say, what do we say? Ose Hashalom, he who makes the peace. We, we change in Ose Shalom, even like the famous song, Ose, Ose Shalom, on these ten days, instead of saying who makes peace, we say who makes the peace. I forgot to look it up in, in advance of the class I wanted to. If I remember correctly, the difference is, he who makes peace means that one of his main things is peace. During the ten days of repentance, we're actually saying there's many things Hashem's working on which include justice and, and judgment. And therefore, we're saying he who makes the peace. It's on a higher level. What happens if you mistakenly said Ose Shalom, he who makes peace? You didn't say he who makes the peace? Which almost everyone does in every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say talk for yourself, but I couldn't be included in this case, so I fully get it. <laughs> I, uh, it's very tough because it's such a small item. I agree. By the way, if we, if we summarize on a normal weekday, how many additions do we now have to make during the 10 days of repentance? Four. We have the four that we said you don't need to repeat. We have the two that we said you may need to repeat, so we're up to six of Amalekha Kadosh and Amalekha Mishpat, and number seven, we're up to number seven is Osa HaShalom. So during the ten days of repentance, like Yosef said, it's, there's a lot to remember aside from focusing seven different additions. So let's jump now into number six of the Kitzer. Shulchan at the conclusion of the Shemona Esrei, some are accustomed to say, O HaShalom, he who makes the peace, while others do not change and say the usual text, you know what? I, I, I apologize. I, I got confused. Actually, the Kitcher is saying two things. No, this is not the Kitcher is saying on page, which we'll get to this, the next line of the Kitcher. I jumped ahead. But on page 53, the previous, the previous page, at the end of the last blessing of Shemona Esrei, we say, Baruch Atah Hashem, blessed are you, Lord, HaMevarech Samar Yisrael Shalom, who blesses his people Israel with peace. So the Kitzer is actually saying, some people here have the custom to say, instead of HaMevarech Samar Yisrael Shalom, Baruch Atah Hashem, Ose HaShalom. If I understand correctly. 
and this is not our custom. So and that's what he's saying. Some people have the custom to say Osa Hashalom, and others have the custom to leave it to the normal Hamavarach Tam Yisrael Bashalom. However, this last section of number six is but in the Kaddish, and that's what we said earlier, or in the Osa Shalom. But in the Kaddish, we say Osa Hashalom Bimrom of He who makes the peace in His high heavens, which would be. Um, both the last section of Shimon Ashri, like we said, and additionally in the Kaddish, which would be whether it's Mourner's Kaddish, but one example of the Kaddish would be on page 69. You'll see the last section of Kaddish. We say Osa Shalom. So he's saying, say Osa Hashalom. And that's actually the, what I was saying that everyone is out. Correct. Kaddish. Correct. And that's what I had in mind, actually, also. Yes. But the Kitter is telling us something unique, which. I had not known previously. Some people have the custom to conclude their blessing differently during these 10 days of repentance. Okay. Number eight. Number eight. Let's proceed in the Machzer. If you look in the Machzer, on page 44, <coughs> sorry, 44 in the Machzer, we're at the end of Myriv. So it says, it is customary on the first night of Rosh Hashanah to greet males as follows, Lashana Tova May you be inscribed and sealed for a good year. And for females, Lashana Tova So in the English it makes no difference because this, the difference between the male and female, um, the pronunciation and the grammar doesn't apply in the way it's, you don't greet males and females differently. That's why you'll see one May you be inscribed and sealed for a good year for both males and females. But in the Hebrew, the grammar would be different whether it's for a male or for a female. What's very interesting about this, and we'll see in a moment in the Kitzur, is it, if you look clearly, it says on the first night of Rosh Hashanah. So a few things we see. We don't say this by day. And we don't say it the second night of Rosh Hashanah. Hmm. Let's see that inside. Kitzur, Numbers, Kitzer You know what I keep I keep jumping ahead. I'm sorry, but that's gonna be number eight. Let's 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 jump to number seven. I apologize. Number seven. He, in number seven, the Kitzer is telling us that if Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos, there are different customs where you would begin the prayer. If Rosh Hashanah occurs on Shabbos, in some communities they start with Lachun Iranina, which is where we begin every Shabbos, the same as on any other Shabbos. In other communities they begin with Mizmar Ladavid, a psalm of David. And still in other communities they begin with Mizmar Shir Yom Shabbos, a psalm of song for the Shabbos day. Every community should follow its custom. And if you'd like, we could, we could quickly see what the three customs are in our Siddur. If you turn to your sitter now, the blue sitter, page 154, on every Shabbos we start L'chun Iranina. So some communities would start here even if it is Rosh Hashanah. Page 154. Actually you'll see in the top line there's a, there's a, there's a small instruction that if the festival begins on Friday night, he would begin with Mizmar Ladavid. So that is the second custom mentioned in the Kitzer, that you would start on page 156, on Rosh Hashanah, bottom paragraph. 
And the third custom mentioned by the Kitter is a really interesting one. They would skip L'chadodi and actually start on page 158, a psalm, a song for the Shabbos day. So three different customs, and the Kitter is telling us, just follow your custom. Okay. Now, we were mentioning this before. Now, are there any questions? I don't want to go too fast. Um, so, some of these, uh, th these places where you're, you're saying that, that uh, if we've missed it, we don't have to repeat. Yes. Um, there's a, at times, the, the service is going so fast to yes. keep up. Yes. Could, could someone or should someone use this as a, as a methodology to keep up? Great question. Great question. So the question is, if I could make sure I understand it, I'm going to try and add a little to it, if I understand correctly. Uh -huh. Are there parts of prayer you could skip to keep up with the minion? So the, the idea in particular is, is if you're going to have to keep, keep up with the minion and you have to skip, <coughs> these like the places where we can skip. So it's interesting you mention that, because these sections, in a sense, are the most time-bound. Time mm. In other words, these sections are, are if, we, if we just read them in English even, they're, they're really prayers that on a personal note, remember us for life, King of Desire, inscribe us in the book of life. Who is like you, merciful Father, who has compassion on his, on his, crea his creations? Or inscribe all the children of your covenant for a good life. And in the book of life, blessing, peace, and prosperity, etc. So, th these are very appropriate for the time being. The reason we're saying not to repeat them is twofold. Number one is you've mentioned them in other places um, and you've already said Hashem's name. So what I'm saying is I don't, I don't think these would be items you'd want to skip mm. to keep up with dominion. Mm. Um, if someone is beginning to adjust dominion and they want to discuss skipping, that's something we could have a private conversation. There are, there are, there is room for such an idea. So I appreciate you bringing it up. That's uh, there is room for such an idea. Did that answer the question? No. No. But of course, uh, I mean, it, it, it answered. It happened. Well, course. to answer the question directly, I would say these are not things you should be you should skip to okay. keep up with dominion. Correct. He says he doesn't say to do it. Correct. But, correct. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for asking. Sure. I, like, I love questions. So now let's jump into the greeting on page 44, the Mahzar. And we're going to learn about it now in the Kitzer, section 8. After the Myrav service on the first night of Rosh Hashanah, it is customary for people to wish each other Lishana Tova Tikasei Vesei Chasei May you be inscribed and sealed for a good year until a woman you use a feminine ver form Tikasei Vi Vesei Chasei Mi But this is fascinating But you do not extend these wishes in the daytime Because the writing has been finished before midday We say that by Chatzois midday The writing has been finished On the second night some of the custom Of saying Lishana Tova because sometimes we are judged on the second day. So the kitchen says there are places that give the custom the second day, but actually and what we see in our machzor is that that's not our custom. It's very interesting. We say on the end of the first day, is when the, at noon of the first day is when the judgment has been written down. Not sealed, but written down. Okay, we're good to continue? Yeah. Number 
Number nine, and Micha started learning about this. I even saw pictures on Class Dojo. We have many customs and many things we do on Rosh Hashanah to try and arouse Hashem to remember us for the good. Like we eat pomegranates and we dip an apple in honey. What's interesting is we're going to learn many customs and, and it's actually, you know how people have, have like a custom to try and make cute things. They say, oh, this, this means I should have more such and such throughout the year. Have you seen these before in Rosh Hashanah? They try and... Actually, it's, it's a halach and shulchan aruch, that if you could use a twist on foods for the positive, you should do so. And what we're going to see is we're going to talk about how it was done using Yiddish names of items. Um, and also we're going to learn that this is primarily on the first night of Rosh Hashanah. Let's see it inside. Number nine. At the evening meal, it is customary to prepare symbolic dishes as auspicious omens for a good year. Okay, so number one is you dip the piece of challah of hamoti in honey. And after eating a kezayis of challah, so... After eating, a, uh, after eating the amount needed to say a blessing, because otherwise you would be saying a blessing in vain, so you should eat a kezayis of challah, a kezayis we'll discuss another time, you should say, Yehi ratzon shaleinu shana tova umesuka. May it be your will to renew us for a good and sweet year. After you've said the Yehi ratzon, after this you should dip a piece of apple in honey, say the bracha, Bore priha ate and eat it, and then you say again, Yehi Ratzon. So again, you're saying, you dip your challah in honey, you ate it, and you said the Yehi Ratzon, may it be your will to, to renew us for a good and sweet year, and then you do the same with the apple in honey. It's not our personal custom to do it both twice. We do it, after, we do it by the apple and honey, but here the kids are saying some people have a custom to do it twice. And you know what? Nothing's wrong with asking Hashem many times to renew us for the good. So now we're going to get into some, of, some more customs. We spoke about challah and apple. It is customary to eat the head of an a- animal and say, Yehi ratzon, shenihi elerosh, may it be your will that we will be heads, we will be leaders. And what type of head should you try and get? You should try to obtain the head of a sheep, which will also serve as a remembrance of the ram of Isaac. We know that Isaac was taken to... Harhamoria, and almost brought as a sacrifice, and quickly a ram, Hashem showed Avraham a ram in his place. And that is something, that story, we always want to remind Hashem of it. It, it reminds us, it reminds Hashem of having compassion, mercy on us. So when we're talking about using something as a head, ideally you should use a ram's head. Many people aren't so comfortable. By the way, just so you know, affordable kosher you've heard of? Affordable kosher, they actually, it's something they sell. You could, buy, you could buy a ram's head. Many people aren't comfortable. And what do they use? Fish's head. A fish head. They use a fish head. Good, good. Why do we use the head? What, what's the difference between the head and tail of a fish? Do you want to be the head of a fish or the tail of a fish? Oh, on Rosh Hashanah, he's a head of the year. Fantastic. And we want to be the head. Very good. Okay, challah, apple and honey, head. 
You should also eat vegetables, the name of which, in the language of your country, allude to good things. Such as in our country, says the kids are carrots, in Yiddish are called merin. Merin also means to increase. So you should say, when you're eating the carrots, you say, you should say, May it be your will that our merits increase, a play on the word carrot, which in Yiddish could mean carrots or to increase. Although it uses another verb than merit for the actual saying. Correct, correct. They say the Yehiratzon is, is in Hebrew, and the Merin is in, yes, yes. Some people have a custom to eat an elaborate fish course symbolizing the blessing of fertility like the fish. Okay, so now we're learning about fish. In addition, so some people, now if you use it as a head, there's another reason if you use fish, you could not, you'll also have to increase like fish. The fish should not be cooked in vinegar. Because we must not eat sour or bitter food on Rosh Hashanah. On Rosh Hashanah we have a custom, we don't eat anything sour or bitter. Actually, for example, even chrein. We don't use chrein on Rosh Hashanah because... Horseradish. Horseradish. We want everything to be sweet. Hashem, only sweetness. Can we eat a smoked fish? Smoked? Just salted? Smoked or smoked? Smoked, I don't know of a problem. That should be good, yes. You should eat choice meats and all kinds of sweets. In other words, what we're learning actually here is you should make it a... A court case could be very sad. But what we're going to learn is that we want to come to Hashem and say, we're sure it's going to be good. We're going to celebrate. We're, 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 we're doing it right. But we also want to make sure that our celebration doesn't include any hints of bitterness. So that's what he's saying. You should have the best meat, sweets. It is also customary not to eat nuts and almonds because the numerical value of, of nut, egos, is 17. If we quickly look at the... At, and the same as chet, which means sin. So if you look at the Hebrew letters of nut, egos, aleph, gimel, vav, zayin, aleph is one, gimel is three, vav is six, zayin is seven, which equals seventeen, and chet, the ches is eight, and the tes is nine, which equals seventeen. So we don't want to have nuts, which could have a, a connection to the idea of sin. We're keeping away. Another reason we don't want nuts, also, nuts in increase phlegm and mucus, which interferes with praying. And we don't want to have mucus or phlegm in our mouth that's going to stop us from praying appropriately. It is proper to study Torah during the meal and some of the custom of studying the Mishnah Masechus Rosh Hashanah. So let's quickly run through the meal. Number one, as we said, you should start off dipping your challah in honey. You should then dip and, and say, ask Hashem for a sweet new year. You should then dip your apple in honey, ask Hashem for a sweet new year. You should have the head, ideally of a ram, but if not of another animal, saying we should be the head and not the tail. You should have fish to increase like, like fish. You should eat items that in your personal language um, um, indicate something positive. In Yiddish they were using carrots. Actually in Shulchan, the Sfardim have tremendous extensive customs around this. Um, you should make sure that the items, the fish or anything you're eating is not cooked in vinegar or something sour, because we don't want to have anything sour or bitter by the meal. It should be a really nice meal, good meat, sweets. Uh, we should not eat nuts, because nuts both have the numerical value of 17, which could also mean sin. 
and similarly it increases phlegm and mucus which will interfere with praying. During, this, during that meal you should have Torah, Torah study and some people even have the custom for the Torah study to be the Mishnah of Rosh Hashanah. Any questions about the meal? No. It's just interesting. Something coming to mind is Tov. What's the numerical value of good? Tov. 18. Let's do it together. Tes is 9. Vav is 6. So what are we up to? 15. And Vet is 2. So what are we up to? 17. So it's just interesting to me that nuts could also mean good. But the extent of how far we want to keep away from any connection that even though it could mean good, it could also mean sin, don't eat nuts. It's an interesting thought that came to my mind. Hmm. Let's learn one, we'll learn one more item. We'll, let, we'll learn two more. Number 10. It is proper to abstain from marital relations during the two nights of Rosh Hashanah, even if the first night occurs on Shabbos. And on Shabbos, there's a mitzvah. But if it is the night of her immersion in the mikveh, you should not withhold her rights. And you should immerse yourself in the mikveh in the morning following the act. Any questions? Uh, 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 yes. So it's a uh, Egos. Uh, Egos. Yeah. This is uh, how do you translate it? Not. And you uh, It's no. not, right? Yeah. And. Uh, Chet. Chet. Ah, ah, mm. Means sin. Okay. One more item. Let's do number 11. On Rosh Hashanah, we don't want to mention anything bad about ourselves. On Yom Kippur, we say, I sinned. But on Rosh Hashanah, we, we, we sinned. Yes, yes, which is, which is a fascinating conversation. How do I know you sinned? I sinned. Why? Why am I saying we sinned? Keep everybody else out, which is, we'll talk about that. But it's not even our custom. That's what I actually wanted you to see, the machzarb. Let's look at the machzar. Where is the first of Malkeinu? Let's turn to after Shachris of the first day. On page 152, you'll see we start the Avinu Malkeinu in the Machzor. We started with our father, our king. We have no king but you. Avinu Malkeinu, ein lanu melech ela However, if we look in the Siddur, let's compare and contrast Avinu Malkeinu. On page 454, what is the first Avinu Malkeinu? You can read it in Hebrew or English if you see it. The first one is? In English? We have sinned before you. Our Father, our King, we have sinned before you. The next one is what? Is which one, Tim? We have no king. We have no king. So on Rosh Hashanah, we start from the second one. The Ketzer is going to say, some people start from the first one, which is a problem. Because let's not talk about us sinning before you. It's not appropriate. So the Kitzer says, those that have the custom to say, we sinned, we're talking about our parents, not ourselves. Let's see it inside. Interesting. Number 11. On Rosh Hashanah, when you say, Avinu Malkeinu Chotanu Lefanach, our Father, our King, we have sinned before you. 
You should not beat your breast. There, you know, there are a few parts in davening where when you talk about sin, you actually should hit your heart a little bit. For example, when we say Avina Malkeinu during the year, when you say that first one, you, sh you should hit your, your breast right where your heart is. As on weekdays and on Yom Kippur. During the weekday, you... Why not? Because we do not say Vidoy confession on Rosh Hashanah, which is a Yom Tov. It's a celebration. So, why are we saying it? How can we say we have sinned before you? Rather, you should have this interpretation in mind when saying Avina Malkeinu. Our Father, our King, we have sinned before you, meaning our forefathers sinned before you because they worshipped idols. But as for us, we have no king but you. Therefore, our Father, our King, deal kindly with us for your name's sake. It's actually really interesting. Let's, see, let's read the Avina Malkeinu in English from the Siddur. In other words, what the Kitter is saying is all the first three Avina Malkeinus are really one. Our father, our king, we have sinned before you, meaning our parents have sinned before you. However, our father, our king, we have no king but you. And therefore, our father, our king, act benevolently with us for the sake of your name. That's how the kids are kind of put it all together. Any questions? Okay. Yes, or right. you're in. You know, it's in yeah. We have an olive, right? Olive? Uh, yeah, it's a hey? Chatanu. Chatanu, right? Mm -hmm. And here's the same thing. It's a, if you're gonna, in modern Hebrew, right? Yeah. But why do we have it without head? Without olive. Oh, it's an olive. Got it, got it, yeah, got it. Yeah. Yes, yes. What's well, the difference? It's a good question. That's a good question. So Yuri's question to point out that's an interesting question is whenever we generally write the word chet, sin, it's with an aleph which would make the word sin the numerical value of 18. The Kitzer wrote it without the aleph making it the numerical value of 17. Yuri, it's an interesting question. I'm not sure the answer. Oh, okay. Thank you. <coughs>